Hare Krishna. Rupanuga Das here, making a rare appearance on Saturday morning to give a class. This morning's discourse on the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, will center on text number 7 of the first canto, chapter 11. So, one eleven seven. Poetry in the morning. I'd like to welcome everybody who is here. And everybody who's listening in from some distance away. I would flatter myself to think that people were listening in from all over the world, but we understand that they are. So even though we're not uh, personally present here, it's very nice, or some of you are not, and then it's, it's very nice to know that you've chosen to spend part of this early Saturday morning when most people are sleeping in trying to recover from the week at work, that you've chosen to be with us. Srimad Bhagavatam is known as our source of deliverance from the material energy of the Lord. Just by listening to it or by reading it, one can gain liberation from this material world. And I think those of Srila Vyasadeva's words, coming through his son, Veda Vyasaki, or Srila Sukadev Goswami. I think he's also known as Vyasaki, isn't he? Sukadev? Think so. Of course, we also know a devotee who is uh, has the name Vyasaki. He used to make some very fa- fabulous music many years ago. I don't know whether he's still doing that or not. Srila Vyasaki. Sri Vyasaki. This morning, before we begin, uh, we'll have a little uh, chanting. Uh, we just had a very wonderful—thank you—just had a very wonderful kirtan by His Grace Rasaraj Prabhu, who has disappeared from our vision. Anyhow, it's very nice to come in and hear a nice, uh, nice voice. Chanting the holy names. This is our invocation to the Supreme Lord. Jayarata Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jayarata Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jai Gopijana Vallabha Girivara Dari Gopijana Vallabha Girivara Dari 
His divine loving grace of Hai Charanadavinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Om Vishnupada Padmahamsa Paribhajaka Charja Asto Tarasata Sri Srimad His Divine Grace Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Gosami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Ananta Kukti Vaishnavarindiki Iskan BBT Founder Charja Srila Prabhupada Ki Iskan Guru Parampara Ki Sri Rup Sri Sanatan Bhattaraganath Sri Jeeva Gopal Bhattadasaraganath Sadko Sami Prabhu Ki Nama Charja Srila Haridas Takura Ki Premse Kaho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Sri Advaita Gadadha Sri Vasari Gura Bhattarinda Ki Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gopagopinath Shamakun Radhakun Giri Govardhan Ki Sri Vandamandam Ki Sri Mathuradam Ki Shri Maya Purnavadvit Dhamaki, Shri Jagannath Puri Dhamaki, Shri Shri Radha Kalachandi Dhamaki, Ganga Deviki, Jamuna Maiki, Tulsi Deviki, Bhakti Deviki, Samavira Bhakti Vrindaki, Briyat Madanga Transcendental Book and Transcendental Prasadam Distribution Aki, Natagora Premananda. All glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. Namo Vishnabhadaya Krishnabhastaya Bhutale Shumati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane. Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pachanine Nivasesha Srinivari Pashyatale Shitanine. And before we begin Srimad Bhagavatam, I'd just like to recount the wonderful festival we had yesterday. So many people coming and chanting and, and, and taking darshan of the Lord and honoring Prasadam. Very wonderful festival that's uh, celebrating the lifting of Govardhan Hill by Lord Sri Krishna. And we've had two speakers uh, in succession uh, uh, by whose light I pale. The day before yesterday, it was uh, uh, Nityananda Prabhu gave a nice class, and yesterday, Maturnat Prabhu, the great storyteller of Radhakala Chandidam, gave, gave some many nice recountings of the pastimes of, of Lord Krishna as a young fellow, as he appears sometimes. So it was very nice. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. 
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणम नमस्कृत्य नरम चैवरोत्तमम देवीं सरस्वतीं यासंतो जायम उदीरयत नष्टप्रेश्वद्रेशु नित्यम भगवत सगवतुतम श्लोक भक्तिर्भावीनाष्टिक्रंथराशिमुर्भगवता टेक्स्ट नंबर सेवन ऑफ चैप्टर इलेवन ऑफ कैंटो नंबर वन ऑफ द श्रीमद्भागवता स्पॉटलेस पुराण वर्ड फॉर वर्ड ट्रांसलेशन और वर्ड फॉर वर्ड प्रोनाउंसिएशंस वील गिव बवा यस दर इज बाथा सुहृत् पथि पिता सदुर्न परम च दाइवतमुवृत्तिनो बहुवीमा दिस इज एन इंटरेस्टिंग मीटर दैट वर चैंटिंग इन टुडे फ्रॉम इट्स द सेम मीटर इज अ लॉट ऑफ द चैतन्य चरितम रीतु This is not the meter of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Anyhow, it's a very nice meter. I like this. ुरुर्नाभरमं माथा सुहृत् पथि पीता सद्गुर्न परम चुवृत्तिनो बभूवीमा Sadhguru Nanda Parma 
I hope you all who are outside somewhere are chanting with us. Word for word translations. Bhavaya for welfare. Na for us. Tvam your lordship. Bhava just become. Vishwabhavana the creator of the universe. Tvam your lordship. Eva Certainly, Mata, Mother, Atta, as also, Suhrit, Well-Wisher, Pati, Husband, Pita, Father, Tvam, Your Lordship, Sadguru, Spiritual Master, Na, Our, Paramam, The Supreme, Cha, And, Daivatam, worshipable deity. Yasya, whose anuvritya, following in the footsteps. Kritina, successful. Babu Vima, we have become. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada, Kijai. O creator of the universe, you are our mother, well-wisher, father, lord, spiritual master, and worshipable deity. By following in your footsteps, we become successful in every respect. Where are these people located who are, who are chanting these words, saying these words? The chapter, the title of this chapter is Lord Krishna's Entrance into Dwaraka. Yes, you're right. We pray, therefore, that you continue to bless us with your mercy. And repeat with me, please. O creator of the universe, you are our mother. Well wisher, Lord, Father. Spiritual master and worshipable deity. By following in your footsteps, we have become successful in every respect. We pray, therefore, 
that you continue to bless us with your mercy. Nice prayer, huh? Great souls always give nice prayers. Purport by His divine grace. Srila Prabhupada. The all-good personality of Godhead, being the creator of the universe, also plans for the good of all good living beings. The good living beings are advised by the Lord to follow His good advice, and by doing so they become successful in all spheres of life. There is no need to worship any deity but the Lord. The Lord is all-powerful, and if He is satisfied by our obeisance to His lotus feet, He is competent to bestow upon us all kinds of blessings for the successful execution of both our material and spiritual lives. For attaining spiritual existence, the human form is a chance for all to understand our eternal relation with God. Our relation with Him is eternal. It can neither be broken nor vanquished. It may be forgotten for the time being, but it can also be revived by the grace of the Lord. If we follow His injunctions, which are revealed in the Scriptures of all times and places, His injunctions, which are revealed in in the Scriptures of all times and all places, Om Jnana Timidandasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Marovishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamaya Dirati Swabarantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shidyutta Padakamalamam Shri Gurun Vaishnavam Shri Rupam Sagvajattam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Savadvaitam Savaduttam Padijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitam Scha He Krishna Karanasando Dinabando Jagadpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptikan Chanagurangi Radhe Brindamaneshwari Rishabhano Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripasanduvyehevacha Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namah Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Shri Vasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pistaya Bhutale Shumate Tamal Krishna Gosamaniti Namane So the Lord is being glorified by helping us, those who worship Him, to become successful in both our material and spiritual lives. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? We would think that He would not want us to become so successful in our material lives so that we could become successful in our spiritual lives. But we have devotees 
who exemplify this this aspect of Krishna's mercy, who have become successful in both their material and their spiritual lives. Ambarish Prabhu is one of those persons who is known throughout the world for his great generosity. I understand that he's taken $25 million of his own money and invested in the Temple of the Vedic Planetarium. Pocket change. <laughs> Lots of pocket change. So, uh, we can become happy even within this material world because the Lord is providing all of the necessities for our life. He's providing everything that we require to become happy if we can control our minds and the desires that come with them. Um, uh, because uh, Prabhupada has pointed out to us that all we actually require is a good foodstuffs to eat, a place to take shelter, clothing to put on our bodies, uh, nice water to drink. And all of these things are here in abundance on this planet. But unfortunately, in the age of, of, of um, what is this age? What is age? What is this, this age called? Kali. Yes. Yes, yes, this age. This is the age of Kali. So this is an age in which uh, mankind has become very greedy and is, has uh, searched high and low for the means of having a happy material life. And we struggle, we struggle. Some of us are struggling still just to provide for our families. But others have wealth that comes to it, comes to them practically of its own accord. Some work very hard, but lots of people work hard. And yet they don't have wealth come to them. And yet some people do. And uh, and we find that, uh, you know, having great wealth or having fame or, or having uh, personal physical beauty are no guarantees that one can become happy. So he provides us all of our necessities, but what we decide to do with them is is uh, plays a large part in whether or not we can become happy with those necessities. He establishes rules for not harming others, because that's one of the that's one of the qualities of Krishna, is that he 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 doesn't harm others unless it, it's a temporary thing and it's only meant for their uh, their edification, for their rectification of their activities, and so. Uh, um, but otherwise, he shows by his example how we are to be loving of other people and compassionate toward those who are perhaps lesser in some respect than we are, and to honor those who are more than we are in some respect. So, um, uh, he engages his material energy uh, for those who wish to forget him. Uh, this is this is the realm in which we can come and forget about the Supreme Lord, who is our master, our eternal master. 
But whenever we uh, get to the point of thinking there's something to be found beyond the spiritual world, then Krishna makes this arrangement for us to come to a place where he is not so obviously present. And we can, that thus, that we can get on with the process of trying to satisfy our material desires and become happy without him who is the supreme controller. We don't have to show, we don't have to think about bowing our knee to a person who is greater than we are in this material world. But of course we find ourselves, if we choose not to bow our knee to one who can bring us happiness, then we have to bow our knee to his material energy, Maya Devi, who can cause us all kinds of distress. But he does provide intelligence for us. He provides scripture and he provides sadhus to help us to remember him. And he, he insists that we, we must remember him. Matter of fact, it is said, you know, that's the two commandments. Always remember Krishna. Never forget Krishna. But in this material world, that's like hearing something that we've never heard before. And we, uh, we, we're not a, we can't remember a time when all we could remember was Krishna. And we find it very easy in this material world to forget Krishna. So, Krishna has to provide us a means of remembering. And the one, we've heard this stated before, that Srimati Radharani was asked, what is the most valuable thing in this material world? And she said, suffering. Because only when one gets to the point of suffering, usually, uh, can he start looking for answers to those questions that human beings ask. Who am I? Where did I come from? What am I doing in this body? Why am I having to suffer? What am I supposed to be doing in this material world? What is my destination after I go? Do I die when my body dies? These are the questions that human beings can ask, but the lower animals cannot. So suffering is a means of causing us to want to remember the Supreme Lord. Because we understand after we have a little instruction from advanced personalities that this remembering the Lord is the means for relieving us of our suffering. But there are examples of the Lord himself when he comes into this world having to go through what appears to be suffering. Like Lord Ramchandra giving up his kingship, you know, at the at the very last minute before he, as the, uh, let's see, what do we call it, the prince regent, the person who is about to step into the position of kinghood, had it jerked away from him uh, by the request of, of one of, of Dasarat Maharaj's queens, Kakei, who was, uh, who was uh, influenced by a woman of lower status who was naturally envious. Uh, what's her name? Mantra. And so, and so, even though, even though Lord Ramchandra, uh, comes into the room of his father in the morning to greet him, um, this is hard. Anyhow, uh, Lord Ram then took the, uh, took the very, um, um, noble position 
of doing what his father requested him to do, even though it did not come from the mouth of his father. Uh, but he understood that this is the reason that his father was in a, a situation of great suffering uh, by what he had to do as a result of a promise made many years before. But Lord, Lord, uh, Lord Ram took up that austerity of, of going to the forest, giving up the possibility of kingship to help his citizens to remember him because his citizens were suffering greatly by his absence. And uh, the only way they could relieve that suffering was just simply to remember the loving pastimes of Lord Ram. Then, of course, later on, there was Queen Kunti, who who had to undergo so much suffering because she lost her husband in an untimely way, Pandu. Uh, he gave up his body untimely. And then, as a result of that, then she, in effect, lost her queenship because her brother-in-law had assumed the role of emperor. Um, that's uh, Dhritarashtra, the blind king. And she gave up also an easy and pleasant life for her sons, her five boys, those three of hers and two of Madri's. Uh, and so she had to go with them, um, and this is quite a journey they went on. They, Of course, they went to a place that was intended for their enjoyment, but because of the enmity of their cousin, Duryodhana, uh, they were they were put into a house that was made of highly flammable material, and eventually, at some point in time, uh, the Pandavas preempted uh, the plan of Duryodhana, and they set fire to the house themselves and escaped through the tunnel, and they came out at the river, the side of the river, and then uh, we know that Bhimasen was the indefatigable one. The indefatigable one. He knew no fatigue. He was the son of the wind god Vayu. And so he was so large that he took all four of his brothers and his mother upon his body. And he ran through the forest so fast that the turbulence of his thighs moving at such great speed shattered trees just like a tornado had torn them down. And during that time then... Um, well, they got to a certain point and, and his, his mother and his brothers were so fatigued themselves that they had to lie down on the bare ground and sleep and Bhima kept watch over them during the night. And of course, then he had to fight, uh, uh, the, uh, the cannibalistic, uh, Rakshasa. Um, what was his name? Hidimba. And, uh, and then, of course, his sister, Hedemba's sister, Hedembi, was supposed to come and, and kill all the Pandavas and their mother and take them back for the breakfast of her brother. But unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, Hedembi became very attracted to this great giant of a man, Bimasane. And, uh, and then her brother came looking, and of course, then, Bimasane fought with Hidimba and, and uh, tore him to pieces. 
He killed him very, not very easily without a great deal of effort. And to him, it was great pleasure. He had so much anger stored up in him from what his cousins had done to his, his mother and his brothers that, uh, that, uh, that he very gladly entered that battle. So that, this was an example of Mother Kunti's. She, she lost practically everything, uh, except her sons. And then uh, was was forced to wander with them in the forest for years and years. And during that time, of course, uh, there was the Swayamvara ceremony of Princess Draupadi, king, uh, the the uh, daughter of King Drupa, uh, who was born from the sacrificial fire along with her brother, Dristadyumna. And so Draupadi. Then at her Swayamvara ceremony, got to choose her own husband, and there was the, of course, the uh, the contest in which uh, there was the uh, an in in uh, the uh, what do you call it um, a, 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 um, like a toy practically. Yeah, of a fish. Yeah, and and of course, then it it was in spinning, and it had to be. Shot by looking into the into the water that was there, uh, or into acted as a mirror, so so that the those who were trying for Drobody's and nobody could nobody could pierce the target uh, except Arjuna, and so Drobody finally uh, gained herself a wonderful husband instead of having to marry someone. I think Shishupal wasn't it? Drobody, no, that was not. Rukmini, Rukmini, I'm sorry. Thank you very much. Um, Jopati, Jopati was intended for someone, wasn't she? And or Anyhow, as it turns out, she was the one who... So, here she was. She, she won not only the hand of one beautiful prince, uh, Arjuna, but she also, by a slip of the tongue of, of the mother, Kunti, uh, she she also won four other princes as well, and and so she she had uh, she the best people in the entire world, best men in the world. She got the hand out, but what was to happen? She had to continue following with following them and going with them. Of course, she was very happy to do that, even though she was the daughter of a of a king. And she should have been living in royal quarters, yet she chose to go with her husbands, her five husbands and her mother-in-law, uh, through the forest until the end of their stay in the forest. Uh, this was Dropody. So here was a person who, uh, she was even known as Krishna because she was, had the same bodily complexion of Krishna. And she was always thinking of Krishna. And yet, uh, she had to suffer so many uh, um, um, difficulties in her life um, because of this. This is what Krishna in, wanted for them to do. And why does Krishna want persons like that? And then there was Bhishma Dev. Uh, he had to watch the Pandavas. He he was he was Bhishma was the the son of Ganga Devi. And, and, uh, and yet he had to, and he was, he was actually supposed to be the king, but because of a promise that he made in order to win a, a fair maiden for his father, who was, who was over, overtaken by lust, he had to give up any prop, uh, prospect 
of becoming the king of the entire world, Bishmadev. And so he, he stayed in Hastinapur under the rule of Dhritarashtra until, until Duryodhan became something of age and then took over the, the, or wanted to take over the position of emperor of the world. And so Bhishma had to, had to stay there and as, as a kind of, uh, you know, a second rate person, even though he was great, uh, he was, and he was acting as the grandfather for all of the, uh, hundred sons of Dhritarashtra and the five sons of Pandu. Uh, and he was, he, he was responsible for their training. He brought in, um, um, the, uh, who was it to be the martial archer? Dronacharya to be the martial preceptor for all of these. But Bhishma himself, you know, he had to take a subordinate role. And he was, he was, he was entirely fit to be the emperor of the world. So Krishna has, has brought about this kind of suffering for those who are very dear to him and who are very powerful personalities, uh, just to show us that we might be undergoing some kind of suffering. But we should look at these other personalities who, because of their desire to serve, and serve properly, like the Pandavas, they serve their eldest brother, uh, uh, um, um, They had to serve him. And even during the ceremony, you know, the gambling ceremony in which their, their wife, Jopati, was dragged out and attempted to be undressed. Uh, they had to maintain their silence uh, because this is what uh, Yudhisthira desired of them, that they do that. He was acting in the role of a person uh, who follows religious principles. He was, he was sometimes known as Dharma, wasn't he? Uh, he, he, was such, he was such a follower of religious principles. Krishna has orchestrated all of these events. Just like he's orchestrating all the events in our lives. And he uh, allows his present day devotees to find him just as he came to those who were his great devotees when he was personally on the planet. He allows us and he helps us to see the futility of finding happiness in this material world. And by reading of these examples in the Mahabharata and the Srimad Bhagavatam, we, we come to that, we come to that conclusion that what we have been seeking for all of our lives up until this point is like pieces of, it's like charge of broken glass, just pieces of broken glass. Um, as, um, as, uh, Dhruva, Dhruva Maharaj, as a young boy found out when he left his father's kingdom uh, at his mother's advice and and searched for the supreme lord and and uh and and when he kindly when he finally uh got to see the form of lord vishnu then he said uh you know i don't have any desires now what well, everything that i have wanted a kingdom greater than my grandfather's brahma a kingdom greater than his i now i have no desire for it it's just like worthless pieces of broken glass that I've been looking for. And so we get brought to knowledge ourselves through the books that Srila Prabhupada has so graciously translated and made available to us. And also by Prabhupada himself 
or those who have come in the wake of Srila Prabhupada, those great souls who are now initiating disciples into the uh, uh, Brahma Madhva Godia Sampradaya, into this religious tradition. Uh, we were given this opportunity by reading the books that have been given to us and by listening to the words of our spiritual master and those of the other sadhus who are on the planet at this time. And Krishna even supplies us with enough of our own reactions uh, from our past just to get our attention and to make us humble. And yet some look upon their misfortunes as coming from other persons. Uh, So in spite of the fact that it seems that our misfortune is being brought to us by other persons. Krishna helps us to understand through the words of the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord that we are suffering nothing because of what someone else has done. Everything that we're suffering is because of what we ourselves have done. And Krishna is giving us that knowledge. Uh, and he's, he's also given us a, a list of five, of ten, uh, ten, uh, offenses to be avoided about the chanting of the holy name. And what is the first? Blaspheming devotees who've dedicated their lives for propagating the holy name of the Lord. And we used to say all over the world. And so, uh, um, what does it mean then to blaspheme? You say, well, I've never, I've never blasphemed anybody. No, but you probably said some disparaging things about them, haven't you? And you, and you, uh, you know, whenever you get into a conversation with somebody else and they say something that's, uh, you know, about this, this other person's faults. You know, he's not doing what he should do. He's not acting in the role that he's been given. And so we said, yeah, you know, I've noticed that too. You know, we take up that conversation instead of saying, uh, look, I don't want to hear this. This is blasphemy of another devotee. And so instead of, instead of doing that, then, um, instead of bla- becoming blasphemers ourselves, we either argue, present an argument, or we just walk away from that conversation. And that's, that's a really hard point to get to because our tendency is to find fault, isn't it? And when we do that, we look around us and it's not, you know, I can, I can tell you for myself, it's not hard for a person to find fault with me. And if they only knew what I had done in my past, they would be surprised that I'm still a free person, not in prison somewhere, or that furthermore, that I'm not dead by now. And, and yet we're told we have to look past the faults of other people and look instead for the good that they do. Why? Because Krishna does that. He doesn't take very seriously our faults. Once we take to his service, he, he looks at our faults as though, well, it's just something that's happened in the past. You know, this is not a very great consequence. And even when we and our in our behavior are 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 um, motivated in some way by our pasts, uh, Krishna will even send us someone to help us remember that hey, Rupanuga, you're not suffering from anything other than what you yourself have done. 
Now, I've, I've repeated this particular line of thought in the most, in the recent classes that I've given because I realize that now I can look back in my own life and see that when I had been insulted by someone or I had been spoken of badly by someone that I'm hearing that in order to help me rectify my own behavior. And if I take it as that, then I can, I can be certain that the Lord is pleased with that humility that I have finally been praying for, hoping to get at some point in time. Finally, I'm showing some little glimmer that perhaps I am, I, I, I can understand what it means then to be humble. So, uh, Lord Krishna is giving us the shelter of, and the comfort of seekers just like ourselves, those who are seeking Him. And it's those people then that can help us to remember where we have come from and why we are having to suffer now and why we're on this path at all to help us to get to the lotus feet of that Supreme Lord. So, uh, that's the blessing that he gives us. And that's the reason that we have celebrations such as we have this, this, uh, uh, during yesterday, for example. Uh, we're given an opportunity to, to remember Krishna and to realize that all the little petty things that are going on in our lives are just that. They're not very significant at all. And if, if we, if we can just remember as we did yesterday when we were here in the temple room with that festival. And we can just remember, this whole world that we're in is meant to celebrate the wonderful activities and the, the great humility of himself and the loving exchanges that Krishna has with his devotees. We're given these opportunities to remember him. And so we, we try very hard then uh, to remember Krishna during the day uh, by chanting his holy names, by remembering what we have read about him, what we have heard about him from others. And in that way, we can satisfy the Lord with our activities. And maybe we can make a little advancement on this path back to Godhead. Hare Krishna. Comments, please. Observations. Oh, in the in the beginning of the class, you mentioned that uh, Krishna he um, he doesn't want to hurt the living entity. He just wants to rectify enough to get rid of the fault. So uh, when the Indra he you know yesterday we celebrated Govardhan Leela, so. Um, uh, of course, Indra made a big mistake trying to kill all the inhabitants of Vrindavan. But um, after the, that pastime, uh, Krishna, he chastised Indra, but he did not remove him from the post. He, just, he did just enough to correct him and let him continue with his service. So there is no motive in hurting that living entity. So sometimes when we correct someone, if we have envy in the heart, the tendency is to go beyond what is necessary and to hurt that person. And sometimes that person can change, go away from Krishna consciousness.
like that. So, you know, so because I may have envy in my heart, but uh, the Lord's correction is just just precisely enough to rectify the fault and let the living entity continue the service. Big big difference between Krishna's his his uh, ability to correct someone else's behavior and our desire to cause more pain to them than they have caused to us. And and what can what could Indra have done to bring more hellfire down on his own head than by hurting the inhabitants of Vrindavan? Krishna saved him. He saved Indra from committing such an, such atrocities uh, that practically have, have have rarely been known by the human society. Um, taking the most saintly people on the planet and and wanting to kill them just because they were not giving him worship. Some people say, well, uh, Krishna must be pretty egotistical if he's the one that wants all the worship. And, you know, we have to stop and think about that. Uh, you know, Krishna says, you know, give all your love to me. You know, everything that you do, everything that you offer, everything that you give away in charity, make that as, a, as an offering to me. And so we think, if someone else were to say that in this material world, we'd say that you're the biggest egotist I ever met. But Krishna can, can give us something in return for uh, those austerities that we perform or for that worship that we perform. He can give us something that nobody else can give us. And he is the one who is providing all the ingredients for our stay in this material world. And he's providing all the ingredients for those who stay in the spiritual world. So why should we not give him the praise? It's not like he's an egotist. He's just stating a fact. I can do something for you that nobody else can do. All you got to do is accept me. You know, first of all, you have to recognize that I'm here. And the, and as so many scientists and so many other leaders of our society never refer to God until this problem. And then they say, oh, Lord, please help us. In God we trust. And yet you don't see much example of that in their everyday activities. It's only when things get really tough for them. And again, suffering is a thing that brings them to the point of trying to find out who's who's in charge here. Anything else? You may have to remove your mask. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> here I am instructing senior Vaishnavas in the community. Um, thank you, Prabhuji. Uh, like especially when you are going through that situation, which is being uh, you know because of your past karma or uh, or you know arrangement of the Lord. It it's very very hard to in that situation you know, to really to feel it as the arrangement of the Lord or my own past karma because then uh, you know we have all the justifications that no this I didn't deserve this so that's the first thing that comes out of our mouths isn't it 
I didn't deserve it. At least it. in my case. <laughs> now I'm talking about people in general. Yes. Except advanced souls, of course. So what is the uh, the strength or the core of a devotee of or an aspiring devotee which enables him to go through that uh, uh, challenging or you know difficult situations in a in a graceful way uh, you know how, how even in those circumstances, how we can act in a way which which actually pleases, you know, the Lord would want us to do. So how how it is like? What is the strength, and how how it happens, and you know, the how should a devotee aspire to to behave in those circumstances? What is that statement Krishna makes in Bhagavad Gita about uh, lust and how because of lust, uh, no, because of lust, then anger comes, and then when anger comes, then memory is lost, and then when memory is lost, one falls down. I can't remember all the steps in, the, in that, but it, one falls again into the material pool, he says, when memory is lost. So the very thing that causes us to come into this material world, and that is loss of memory, can be something that helps us to get out, and that is to be to to be um, um, what do you say? Uh, someone someone restores our memory, reminded to be reminded of who we are and where we come from. So when we are in the association of other devotees. Uh, we have people talking with us all the time about different aspects of devotional life. And, um, but for us, when we're in the state of suffering or in a state of anger, then the tendency is, uh, to forget all of these things. We lose our memory when we, we when we become angry and we start thinking things like, I'm not responsible. And we we put out our index finger and point in another direction and say, "Oh, it must be this person who is causing me to suffer." And so, how do we then avoid uh, the the suffering? Uh, uh, I should say, not avoid the suffering, because the suffering has, has to be there. That's that's the material world. Krishna is providing for our suffering because He wants to turn our heads. Uh, just as Sanatana Govinda Prabhu was saying, um, it's not just punishment, it's not just punitive, but it's like it's like enlightenment. Suffering can also provide enlightenment, and so when we become enlightened, that means we have knowledge and we remember things that we have forgotten lifetime after lifetime. And when we can remember those things and we are we're convinced of them, then we can act on them. But if we don't act on them, then we just put ourselves into more suffering. In other words, uh, when we uh, accuse someone else of being the source of our suffering, then that we get with their reactions that come with that kind of accusation, just like that first offense against the chanting of the holy name, blaspheming the devotees of the Lord. Um, and so, so we're just increasing 
are the amount of suffering that we're having to do. And I've, I've mentioned once before in class that um, uh, this is the really sad part about most people's having to suffer in this material world. The fact that they don't know why they're having to suffer. They don't have the knowledge. And if they recover from their suffering because of some drug that is given to them, some antidote um, that is given to them, if they recover from that, they'll go back to doing the same thing that caused them to suffer in the first place. Just like a person, and we have many, many persons here in our community who are affected with the symptoms of diabetes. And so, uh, the, if, if somebody gives them a pill and says, here, take this pill, this will solve your sugar level problem. They take the pill, they get some relief. And what's the, what, what do they want to do? They want to go back into the same habits that they have had all along. That, and I heard just yesterday, or was it this morning? Maybe it was yesterday. I heard on National Public Radio that I listened to to get occasional glimpses of news. And I, uh, that, um, for diabetes, the, one of the main ways to start getting out of it, out of the diabetic condition, is exercise. Exercise, and then of course there's the change in the diet. And because, because Americans have, have taken up such a really bad diet, especially since the age of, of, of uh, industry has come, the industrial age, most of their foodstuffs that they're taking now have been have been harvested maybe months, maybe even longer uh, before they eat them. And they've been put into a can or into a glass container or something, and then they, they're heated up and they're eaten by a lot of people. In other words, no fresh vegetables. So those are conditions then that cause one uh, to have to suffer, to go into a suffering condition. They, they're not getting good food. They're not uh, uh, performing enough activities such as um, in, they would in a farming environment, for example. So, you know, we stay, we go to a job every day and sit in an office, and then we get up and come home. Uh, many people then will open a bottle and, and have something to make them feel better, or smoke, smoke something and, and make them feel better. And it's all temporary, but it has a deleterious effect on the body. So, uh, that forgetfulness then of the proper things to do uh, 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 is the cause of a lot of people then not understanding why they're having to suffer and then having the tendency to point the finger at somebody, in some other direction saying, oh, that's the cause of my suffering, instead of what I have done in the past being the cause of my suffering. It's, 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 it's such a wonderful lesson to get but it's so hard to accept because we never want to think of ourselves as being in error. We want to think it's somebody else's fault. Thank you. And uh, coming back to the Indra story, that uh, it is, I read some, uh, heard from someone that uh, even though the Indra's offense was very very grave, very severe. Still, Krishna, you know, some mild chastisement because it allowed, it facilitated Krishna to bring all the gopas, gopis and cows under one roof. Yeah. And for seven days, seven nights, he had this great exchange and he could fulfill the desires of all the gopas and gopis. 
which they had wished to have to be with Krishna all the time. So because Indra's offense indirectly facilitated, so he was a little bit uh, uh, little bit mild chastisement to Indra. Whereas in Lord Brahma's case, he took away those boys and calves, and then he did not speak to Lord Brahma. He was I think Maternai Prabhu was mentioning yesterday that um, uh, one, of, one of the prime benefits of Indra's attack on the community was that everybody got to be directly with Krishna 24 hours a day for seven days. And he was saying that most of the time, Krishna's going to be out in the pasturing grounds and only his cowherd boyfriends are going to be with him. So his parents and, and all the little girls that love him so much, they're, they're having to be without him. And then when he comes back home at night, his parents get to be with him, but his boy, his cowherd boyfriends and the girls, they don't, they don't get to be with him. And so, uh, it was almost like Krishna instilled this whole thing in the mind of Indra, uh, just so that he could spend some unaccompanied, un, uh, unfettered time with the devotees of, of Goloka Vrindavan. It wasn't really, the, the whole purpose of the scenario did not seem to be to correct the behavior of Indra. It was to reward the inhabitants of Gokula. Krishna is an amazing person. Shall we end? Thank you so much for being staying with me. And those of you who are listening in, thank you also for staying with us today. Hope that this has been somehow enlightening to you and uh, that uh, maybe uh, gives you an impetus to crack open the Bhagavatam and do a little reading on your own. Rantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Vanchakalpatarubhyas cha kripasandavyeva cha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. We offer our respectful obeisances to all the Vaishnav devotees of the Lord who are just like desire trees, who fulfill the desires of everyone and who are full of compassion for fallen conditioned souls. Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Bhaktivinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Rantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Sri Sri Vada Kalachanjinam ki jai, Gaur Premanande, Hare Bo. Have a good rest of the weekend, everybody. Remember to get an extra hour sleep tonight. Hare Krishna. One one last thing, I might mention that uh, tonight there's a time change, and uh, uh, but the temple program tomorrow morning will uh, not change the time until after the morning program is finished. That's been our customary way of doing things here. Hare Krishna.